So, you know, I have two, uh, two toddlers. Well, one of them is now a toddler as well. He's 15 months and he's walking. That shit sucks. It's so much. It's so much. <laughs> I have gates everywhere. Um, but mostly their playroom is our living room. And so we have like uh, a flat screen TV, obviously. And we had it on a TV stand. You mean you don't have a big booty cathode ray <laughs> tube TV? Like where the fuck would you even get one? I don't even know. But you know, my sister's house has it cut out in the wall where they have their TV hanging for you to have that. That's like kind of. What did like recess a TV into the slot? Basically. <laughs> I mean, they don't because they have a flat screen. So, okay, you know, toddlers like to climb on everything and get in everything. So we had taken, have you seen any of those like octagon gates you can get for kids? Like UFC? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> we had kind of broken that down and put it around the TV stand so that they couldn't get to the TV and the TV couldn't fall on them and hurt them or the TV get hurt. And that was working for a while. And that's been like ever since the first one was a toddler. Then the second one, the boy, he started climbing up the gate. So we had to take cardboard boxes and break them down and like duct tape them, duct tape them on to the gate so that he couldn't, he couldn't get purchased when he was climbing. So that worked for a while. Like you just put him in a pit with sheer walls. Well, it's it's the living room, but the TV is gated off. It's really ugly. Well, it was really ugly. Like they would they they colored on it, and it's like my friend said it looked like a war zone. There's graffiti everywhere. <laughs> Anyways, so that was working for a while, and now, well, a couple of weeks ago, the boy who is 15 months old starts teaching the girl who's two and a half stuff to do, like. He's the one like <laughs> he's the ringleader. He is because she did all of this stuff never occurred to her. So like she wasn't ever climbing stuff till he came along. Um, So he could climb up the way the TV is. It's by a window. He could climb up onto the windowsill, climb from the windowsill to the TV stand and stand on the TV stand and touch the TV. So we're like, fuck, we're going to have to figure something else out. This gate thing isn't working anymore. You have child gates on the windows. You don't want to tears from heaven situation. Well, we really wanted to put some spikes on the windows, but you can't do that. <laughs> like the ones with the pigeons on the outside. <laughs> yes, just like that. We're like, could we put spikes on the windowsill? So okay. that's why you need to buy a house. You can do whatever you want. I got spikes on all my shit. I I know, I know. The market's crazy. We've we talked about this offline. Anyways, so there's this subreddit that subreddit that I follow. It's called TV Too High. And it's just, I've followed it for a, a while now. And it's just pictures of living rooms where the TV is hung way too high. And my sister, the one that has the, the TV hung as well, her TV is very high. And so I've like secretly to my husband made fun of them for having such a high TV for so long. Because it's like, your TV shouldn't be high. It should be about, about eye level. But I everybody- yeah, right. How okay. high is your TV? My TV is sitting on a table. It's like not a, high at all. It's like not melted. A, like a civilized human being. So we had to mount our TV and it is almost to the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like so angry because I have such a hatred for high TVs, but we had to do it because they climb on stuff and they could reach it if we didn't put it high. So I'm like, 
of course, the thing that I hate the most I've become is high TVs. So that's where I am in my life. I am, I am high TV. High TV is me. We are one. I'll see you on Reddit. You will. I'm going to post it. So welcome back to Youth Press, guys. Welcome back. Uh, we took last week off. Um, so thank you for sticking with us. Yeah, I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, um, I was not in a mental state to do the show last week. It was uh, immediately after the Derek Chauvin verdict. And within 30 minutes, police had killed another young black person. It's like I could not come on the show and say things that would not get me arrested. <laughs> same so we took we took a week off yeah i the night before i was like i don't know how i'm gonna not run my mouth and say things that aren't really legal to say i mean as as a human being and also like as parent of a black girl Mm -hmm. these things hit me yes and that's understandable so as as to be expected the police around the country seem to be rioting like they were last summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when the police act up, the people take to the streets and protest. Mm-hmm. And as it so happens, Florida had passed a very high profile anti-protester law. And they're just one of a handful of states. Yes. Passing legislation that essentially criminalizes protest. Yes. And in some cases legalizes vehicular homicide of protesters right um florida's bill they expanded and revised the definition of what a riot is and they made it so it's a gathering of three or more people collectively intending to engage in disorderly conduct participate in violent public disturbance like bitch that, that's friday yeah right <laughs> that ends in property damage injury or and this is the part that's like fucked up i mean it's all fucked up but a danger of either of those things. So they don't even have to occur. Property damage and injury doesn't even have to occur. The cops just have to think there was a danger of those things happening. Florida also went ahead and made destruction of a monument or flag. Destruction of a flag. Don't the fucking Republicans... Made a felony. They, they, yes, that's another thing they do. Because, listen, it's already illegal to riot, to damage property, to hurt people. So what they did is they like took things that were misdemeanors, made them felonies, took things that were citations and made them misdemeanors. So they expanded um, penalties and consequences for, you know, they basically, like you said, criminalized protests. And it's, and it's crazy because Police already have it, the means. They are more than capable of, quote, handling a riot. <laughs> They're the ones that riot, let's be honest. I mean, that's been the pattern. The protests which have been most peaceful have been protests in which the police did not engage with the protesters. Right. Every and protest I've ever been to that has turned violent has turned violent because the police took it there. Yes, they always agitate. And last year, apparently, was the biggest year in history for America for mass protests. I think something like 15 to 26 million people marched last year. Um, So 
anytime it mostly anytime it became uh violent was because of them i mean if you just look at the protests in portland and it was always the cops agitating and being the aggressor so right now um oklahoma has passed i believe the oklahoma law uh just passed yes it signed it he the the governor signed uh, a bill that shields drivers from criminal liability if they hit a protester. It but is also, are. yeah, they've also created penalties, fines as much as $5,000 and a year in jail for obstructing a road. Yes. And who gets to decide if you're obstructing a road? That's that's another thing. So like, um, like the Florida one and a lot of these they leave it up to the officer on the scene to decide so like i heard this example um somewhere else but like you could be for instance throwing a a piece of trash away and you throw it at the garbage can you miss the garbage can the cop can say not me not me yes i got that follow through right and you got just you just started bawling again so you're gonna get your skills back up um (laughs) The cop can say they were you were throwing it at them and you were trying to there was an effort to cause injury. So it's completely up to the cops to decide what these things look like. And let's like, come on, we we all know what cops do. They lie. It's so crazy to me that people are convicted on nothing but the testimony of police officers. It's been established that police officers lie. I'm not saying that they lie to a higher degree than the general public. I am. I'm saying that. Okay, yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm saying everybody lies. But if I sure. go into court and say I didn't do something, that's not concrete. Like I can't get off because I said I didn't do it. Right. That's because, not evidence. But uh, but a cop saying you did it is evidence. Yes, cops. They their their testimony is weighted heavier, and just taken basically at face value. Um, you know it's funny. I probably no. I'm not going to tell this story. Never mind. I'm not going to tell the story. Statute of limitations. No, it's fine. I was just going to say, so I got called to jury duty once in, um, in Brooklyn and it was for a DUI for the guy. And, you know, they, they screen you first and they, they ask you, are you biased against cops? And I, I was like, hell yeah, I'm biased. <laughs> I was like, I don't believe that cops are telling the truth. Of course, they let me go, which was also kind of a a plus to that. Yeah, but I have mixed feelings about that. Now. I think I know. now that if I have the ability to do jury duty, I will do it because we need people like me on jury, jury yeah. duty. I, no, I agree. I, I was young, handsome. Yeah. Yes, smart. Just mostly handsome. Not, not, funny. Not all that smart. I don't think being Harsh. funny is beneficial on jury. Oh, yeah, it is. Come on. You got a captive audience. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to talk. <laughs> I know. Can you imagine? Can I just test out my type five guys <laughs> before the prosecution starts? No, I promise it's not a bit. <laughs> Anyways, um, there's like 18 states that had these type of bills up for a review. 12 died in session. Three are still in session and four passed. And obviously they're in mostly Republican controlled legislatures. Um, And six states in 2017 after the Heather Heyer attack where she was murdered. 
um, considered they're called hit and kill bills by the ACLU. Um, and they, they died in 2017, the bills did, but this year, six, six states tried again. So it's, these are ISIS tactics. No, absolutely. If, um, this actually happened. This was New York, maybe a few years ago, mm-hmm. near the World Trade Center. Someone used a van and rammed into people in the crowd. Attacking people with a motor vehicle is a terrorist tactic. But now that has been legalized, provided those people were in the street for some sort of protest. And here, where I live in Pittsburgh, there have been two incidents mm-hmm. in the last four years where a motorist drove into protesters. One was at a protest downtown. It just so happened that the man who drove into those protesters was like a town councilman in one of the small suburban towns. Mm, interesting. Drove his Mercedes into some protesters who were protesting. on purpose. On yeah, purpose. The, the murder of an unarmed black teenager named Antoine Rose. And uh, once in the suburbs, the person made an illegal U-turn and ran a red light to hit protesters. And what happened to them? Um, they were both given probation. Right. Yes. Uh, obviously. Right I mean, then. obviously, I mean, you, everybody remembers last year during the protests, was it in Brooklyn? I think it was in Brooklyn where the cops rammed through a crowd with their police cruiser. Was it a police cruiser? Or was yeah, it, it was. SUV? Yeah, was it SUV. yeah. So it's not only just people, regular people doing this, it's cops. Cops do this too. So they use their cars as weapons. And I mean, police have been doing this, not necessarily with cars, horses. They always use police horses to ram people. I've seen it so many times at protests. When I was when I was protesting in 2002, I think it was against the Iraq war. They they were cops on horses and they were scaring the fuck out of everyone because they were ramming. I mean, it was, you know. So many people were there, hundreds of thousands, and they were just going through the crowd with their horses, scaring the fuck out of people. Unnecessary. I was at a protest once that uh, ended with a police guard getting torched, and that was the story of the protest, but it was completely and total peaceful protest until the cops came charging through the crowd on horseback. Like, that's what turned the scene. So I said before, but it's one thing for police to carry out violence uh, against protesters because we've seen that for a while but instead they've they have now essentially deputized mm-hmm. right-wingers to come out and play vigilante using their vehicles the state has sanctioned this violence for citizens to do without yeah, it, it's essentially a posse it's a lynch it's rounding up all the fucking maga chud ne'er-do-wells so if this isn't a police state what is i mean really truly i mean it's been a police state but this is like, it's on the books. We're a police state. It's actually a little bit worse than a police state because it's more fully fascist. They have brought the mob in. Right. But it's, you know, it's back in the day when the sheriff would join the lynch mob. Right. Yes. Um, I mean, that's the police have a, a police FBI. They all have a long history of partnering with um, white supremacists and the KKK. This is this is the new Jim Crow, I guess, because if you think about all the laws that have also been passed to limit uh, voting, especially in, you know, black, black, majority black areas, then what else is this except that? 
Yeah. And, you know, not to say that this sort of thing hasn't always happened, but to codify it, mm-hmm. actually put it in law. That's what Jim Crow is. Jim Crow was a yes. set of laws. It was not just a set of conditions. The conditions have always existed, but now there is a legal framework to support right. it. And that's, I think I've said this before. That's why I feel like I had this thought last year why, you know, everyone was always like, hey, people in the South, you lost. Get over it. You lost the Civil War. You're like, look at these losers acting like they won. And actually, they did win. In their eyes, they did win because they got to codify all of the things they were doing into law. So, like, yes, on paper, they might have lost the Civil War, but really, they didn't. I mean, if you consider that the Civil War was to preserve at least the Southern case for the Civil War was to preserve white supremacy and dominance over Black people, they have maintained that. Yes, so they yeah, never they lost, lost to the Union, but the Union, that's an incidental war. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but North Carolina has three bills. One of them, it's up, it's up for in session right now, one of them criminalizes heckling politicians. Heckling. How is that like, how is that coherent with the First Amendment? That seems like the government censoring speech to me. Right. Especially if it's your representative. I mean, this is all these like snowflake fucking Republicans not wanting to be approached in the airport or at a restaurant from people being like, hey, you fucking suck. Now you're like, you can't do that. Sorry, it's, it's against the law now. Jesus Christ. Is there any provision about throwing tomatoes? I'm sure that is heckling. Maybe shoes. Maybe you could show, throw shoes the way Arabs do. Um, what else? Hold on. You throw shoes at your children? No, I don't. Do you? I don't. I'm not from a shoe throwing culture. Yeah, I. I mean, I am, but we don't throw shoes. Do you? You know, this is weird, but this is speaking of shoes. I always see white people without shoes outside do you ever see that yeah, especially like you like late night after drinking white chicks just I don't, walking down the street growing up my dad was always just like you are never to go outside without shoes that is not a thing we do you might see your white friends doing that we're not doing that yeah no and it, what's really funny is then they'll turn around and wear shoes in the house i know don't you have house shoes that don't go outside ah uh, house slippers or as we call them ship ship that's what it is in arabic is ship ship um okay um let me just see oh here's another one tennessee you get a fine of two hundred dollars if you obstruct an emergency vehicle it's up to the cop to decide if you're obstructing it yeah because a police any police car is an emergency vehicle exactly um the bill in minnesota criminalizes or anybody who is convicted of a crime at a protest, any crime at a protest, you're ineligible for student loans and food stamps, rent assistance, unemployment benefits. And, and who protests? Young people, poor people, mm-hmm. the people who, who need to affect change because their material conditions mm-hmm. are currently at risk. Yeah, that is so incredibly fucked up. Unfortunately, Minnesota is enough of a true blue state that that has no chance of passing. But it's like 
Every time something like this is introduced in a state where it can't pass, it seeds the idea in a state where it can pass. Exactly. And also, I don't know if you've heard this theory before, but it's pretty much true. And Biden has even shown that he does this. I mean, they all do this. A president or politician or, you know, a government, they build on whatever the previous person did. So if they like, for instance, Biden is pretty much keeping all of Trump's um, immigration stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's really disheartening. Mm -hmm. I. I did not have high expectations for the Biden administration, Neither but I. I thought that maybe just maybe we would return to Obama era standards, which are not good. It's like. Like with corporate taxes, mm -hmm. the, the corporate tax increase we tried to pass was going to be lower than it was even four years ago. And now we're pretending that that's untenable. We can't raise taxes to that level. Like it was 2017. I, I remember that shit. Wasn't after the crash in the early 1900s, wasn't the tax rate over i forget is it what what is it specifically called it's called as the top the top marginal tax rate was like 90 percent. yes so it's insane to me that we can't even get what are we at like 23 that's what they're proposed 23 percent or 24 percent. 24 some, yeah there's no it's everything these politicians do is so short-sighted for themselves for their own well-being and their own welfare it is short-sighted and you know where else we're seeing that? We're seeing that in America's vaccine rollout and yes. the way America has been preventing poorer countries in the global South from getting vaccines through patents or through not sharing the AstraZeneca stockpile. Right. And I read that, and I don't know if this is still true, but that here in the U.S., we had enough vaccine to vaccinate every single person three times. That's how much vaccine we had, and we were hoarding it. Now, you and I talked about this a little bit offline because India is also in a really bad place. And, you know, they, the government was holding up. Well, first of all, the, you know, I'm sure everybody knows that these um, pharmaceutical companies are not, not sharing the intellectual property for this. So countries can't on their own make a vaccine in their own factories. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all proprietary. It's all right. So it's so we talked about this and I agree either you're for imperialism or you're not and if you're not then the US you don't want the US to be doing things other places. I kind of landed in well, we are imperialist. That system is not changing anytime soon. So there is a responsibility for this country to do the right thing. Also, this is one world. If they're if they get if they if the virus mutates and comes here, we're all fucked. We are all fucked. I mean, you lived you lived in Brooklyn for many years. Yes. And there's one thing that you know. If your neighbors have roaches, oh fuck. You have roaches. Fuck yes. This is not so, you Yeah, we're we're not an island. If we have the means to vaccinate people 
in other countries from COVID-19, that benefits us because the longer the virus sits out there and gestates, it mutates and we'll end up with new strains that guess what our vaccines won't work for. Exactly. And um, even <clears throat> let's say, yes, I'm against imperialism and the United States should get the fuck out of other countries. How about just in a humanitarian light, the, the country that has more should share? Just I don't even period. Think- I don't even think you can sell it to them from um, a humanitarian's perspective. I think you just the way to sell it is self-serving. I mean, if has- we let COVID rage in India, it's going to mutate and it's going to come bite us in the ass. Yes. But yes, no, we should have the decency to share the intellectual property, to share the physical vaccine that's sitting there that we won't use. Right. And, you know, there's a lot of defenders that you'll hear say, well, you know, these are contracts that Trump made and like, we can't really get in. It's like, what the fuck are you, what, when has the, how many times has the U.S. not honored agreements? Get, get out of here. That is not, that doesn't fly here. Like that kind of like, oh, well, we can't, our hands are tied. No, they're not. Shut up. Yeah. America's not the fucking Lannisters. We don't pay our debts. (laughs) No, we don't. Actually, uh, we are the Lannisters in many, many ways. In except many, the debt pay, except the exa- debt paying part. Yes, exactly, exactly. Oh man, who is um Cersei? She's the last oh, one standing. It? So who's Cersei? A lot, a lot dumber than she thought she was. You know, she might be Trump. She might be. She might be Trump. Blonde. Uh huh. No morals. Right. Very. Uh. Very confident. Always- Always thought she was the smartest person in the room, but in mm-hmm. reality, it was it's her lack of moral compass that allowed her to advance. The only thing I would say is she loved her children and Trump does not love his children. This is true. <laughs> like she actually did. But also she probably loved them in a narcissist, you know, self-love way where they only love narcissists only love their children because they are an extension of themselves they don't i'm see sorry them. I, I was not paying attention i was imagining trump doing the shame walk <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Would, wouldn't that be amazing if we could jump shop if we could jump train trump shame trump jesus christ i can't talk uh fuck but i don't want to see his naked ass nope and and besides you can't throw tomatoes at politicians right it's, we just right, discussed that <laughs> right it's criminalized <laughs> Um, yeah, so where do we know where we are now? I think the last I heard was Biden had somewhat caved a little bit and was going to send the AstraZeneca. Yeah, he's he will be sending that to India. And I think I think it was like 30 million doses or something. Which is a country of a billion. It, it's better than nothing. Right. You know, I, I I read recently that Americans are missing their second doses by the million. People just, ha- just don't give a fuck. They're not showing up for them. I read that too. I read that too. But you know, one of the reasons um, Walgreens doesn't have the second dose. They fucked it up and got the wrong, for a lot of the people, they got the wrong vaccines for their second dose. So they have, they're like giving a Pfizer and they mean like, oh fuck, we only have Moderna. We got Moderna to, for your second. You can't do that. Like, Although I'd probably be like, just give me that one too. You know, there there are actually studies on on that right now. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure it works. And it's you know, I'm getting I'm getting five shots. Yes, get them all. Yeah, I'm getting the J and J, two Pfizer's, two Modernas because I'm going to benefit from this imperialism. If I have to live under the system, I this, mean, I'm getting my benefits. I mean, you saw that tweet. What was it that I sent you? I fucking I had to block that guy. I forget. I forget. It doesn't matter. The guy that's like, 
making fun of somebody who for saying that people don't. Oh, I don't even remember. I'm going to cut this out. <laughs> I probably won't cut it out. No, too lazy. Not at all. Fuck that. <laughs> uh, anyways. Um, well, anything else? Oh, Bill Gates, evil billionaire Bill Gates. He just came out that he is against uh, giving the IP to any of these countries because, of course, he is. He is an evil billionaire. What is the rational argument for this? The rationale is he says something along the lines of there, there are only so many vaccine factories in the world and we got to have safety about the vaccine and quality um, control type shit. Right. That's one of the things. But that is just absolutely insulting because he's basically saying, oh, these these developing nations, they're not smart enough or good enough to to manufacture the vaccine. That's one thing that he's saying. It's so fucking absurd. Like these people, these countries have top notch universities. They have brilliant scientists. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of them have come here and gotten their education here. Um, so he's just basically like, you have to do a trial with them first. Um, but hold on. I mean, honestly, it's a fucking recipe. Yes, exactly. You give them the recipe. They can follow it. Yes, exactly. Also, who said that he gets to fucking decide who decided that he gets to decide that he gets to decide whether we're doing that or not. Um, I, I bet I can make some vaccine. You think you can? I bet I could. I bet you could too. It's just like challenge, Bill Gates. If you're listening, if you're listening, Bill Gates, <laughs> we haven't done post that. Post the recipe in a while. online. Right. I will make it. Okay. Are you going to take I, and it? I was, I was suited into. I was suited into myself. Yes. Okay. 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 Um. I almost tricked Bill Gates into giving us the recipe. I know, right? I was you that think, close. You're so close, dude. Like he's definitely going to probably do it. Um. Yeah. So he just. He says it's not about IP, but you know it is. I think I think he uh, these I just there are no good billionaires. There's not. They really aren't. They're all pieces of shit. Let's take all their money. I mean, like that guy is like the best of them, and this is the shit he's doing. Yeah. He's, you know, but that is a very, very carefully cultivated image that he has done in the media and that the media has partnered with him to do. Because back before he became a, quote, good billionaire, he was like facing legal troubles and like, you know, um, what is it called when they have a monopoly stuff? Yeah, antitrust. Yeah, yeah antitrust. He was facing antitrust stuff. So like, it, you know, that I mean, it's well known. Billionaires and the wealthy—they use philanthropy to um, basically clean up their image and and have control and have control. And that is one of the biggest reasons to be against philanthropy is because they get to decide. It gets to be their little pet. They get to decide. Oh, we, this is what I'm going to give my yeah. money to help, and this is the only way you can do it. And you have to, you know, they also means test. And I think I've mentioned this before. I live in Pittsburgh. We don't have Pittsburgh City Public Libraries. We have the Carnegie Libraries of Pittsburgh. We have the Carnegie Museum of Fine Art, the Carnegie Museum of Natural History, right. Carnegie Science Center. Andrew Carnegie um, gave this money because that's where he thought the priorities went. Andrew Carnegie did not pay his employees 
living wages. He felt that if he gave that money to his employees, they would simply drink it away. He said this. He said this in public, that if he gave the money to his workers, they would simply drink and gamble it away. And what they really needed was fucking museums. Yeah, what they really need is culture. Yeah, they need need a dinosaur. Right, right. (sighs) Okay, well. So, So Bill Gates giving you dinosaurs since 1984. Yeah, well, fuck that guy. I, I really hate how the media sucks his dick. Oh, he's so good. He's doing so much. No, he's not. Shut up. I mean, he's been trying to cure malaria for how long? Cure mm-hmm. malaria, Bill Gates, and then make yeah. the shit free. Right. And then give us the rest of your money. Right. They're all bad. Um. All right. Well, as, as always, this was a very uh, happy episode. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's happier than last week's episode would have been. I'm not crying. I know. I know. It's just. Oh, I can't. You know, I can't. It's just all of it is so terrible. Uh, so do you have an asshole of the week? Oh, um, well, I mean, it could be Bill Gates. Do you have one? I'm going to go with the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Okay, let's hear it. Because you know what? I didn't pay attention. I didn't watch. I didn't but I, att- I do know what they did. So go ahead. I didn't pay attention at all. But um, they gave Best Picture to Nomadland. Mm-hmm. Which, re- read the fucking Room Academy. No stories about working class white people. I could not watch that movie without thinking, who did these people vote for? Where were they on January 6th? Exactly. Fuck those people. Exactly. How about Hillbilly Elegy? I don't want to fucking see that movie. Are you kidding me? I didn't want to read the book. And now you're making a movie of it? Get yeah. out of here. And Nobody Jamie wants Vance, to watch us. Complete fascist. Yes, complete fascist. He, fuck him. Anyways, yes. Also, do you know what else the, the, the Academy did you know they hyped are we, up are we talking about the judas and the black messiah thing here um no i was gonna say they hyped up giving chadwick boseman um possibly an award you know uh posthumously posthumous yes a posthumous I always have hard for ma rainey's black bottom i think so yes and they used his image and a bunch of things for swag bags Oh, that's so gross. They literally put his face on swag bags. I think so. I think so. Don't quote me, but this, this is what I saw on Twitter. I did not investigate it, but I saw it's a lot real. Of, it happened. <laughs> saw a lot of rage about it. They basically used his name and his image and then, you know, gave it to a white guy. Oh, old white guy. Who, oh, oh fuck. It wasn't. Oh, man. <laughs> it wasn't. Not I, I didn't Bowman. remember. It, it, it seemed like old, masterful actor. It's like someone who. Who probably deserved it. Yeah, who probably deserved it for other stuff and didn't get it. Oh, man. I, you know, honestly, I don't even care enough. But the, the acting award that I'm actually upset about uh-huh. was um, Best Supporting Actor, which went to uh, Daniel Kaluuya for his, his portrayal of Fred Hampton in Judas and the Black Messiah. Right. Also nominated for Best Supporting Actor in that film was, was his Keith Sanfield. Right. Who the fuck was the lead in that movie? Did that movie have a lead? You'd think they did. I mean, you'd think it would be the guy called the Messiah. <laughs> so actually, the first word is Judas. That's the title character. And Lakeith Stanfield, I think, is the lead of that film. You do. And guess what? I thought initially when they were both nominated for Best Supporting Actor is that they were submitted as Best Supporting Actor because they thought they had a better chance. Mm-hmm. As it turns out, the studio submitted Lakeith Stanfield for Best Actor. Oh. And he was still 
nominated for Best Supporting Actor. I did not know the Academy could do that. I didn't know they could do that either. Yeah. So did you watch it? Did you? I did. I did. Um, Was it good? It was a good film. I kept getting pulled out of the film because Daniel Kaluuya looks so little like Fred Hampton. I know acting is not about being a lookalike, but you can't have someone who looks that dramatically different. He's right. so much darker. And like yeah. Jonathan, Jonathan Majors is right there. Jonathan mm-hmm. Majors could have played Fred Hampton and I would yes. have been happy with it. And, if and I, he actually looks like him, kind of. He does, and he has the chops. I mean, I'm not mad at Daniel, but it's like it, I could not see Fred Hampton on that screen. Right. But, but it, yeah, it's a good film. Go see it. It's a good film. Oh, I mean, it's on HBO. I'll watch it. I'm yeah. watching um Exterminate All the Brutes. I sent you a link to it. It's really good so far. I watched the first episode. It's basically from what I've watched and read about it is basically reframing history, this country's history and kind of the history of the world and decentering whiteness, which, you know, should be done. <laughs> like, so do it guys. Yeah. You guys listening, go decenter whiteness right now. Yep. Like five minutes out of your day. And I don't know. You figure it out. Yep. Anyways, as always, our theme music, Too Cool, is composed by Kevin McLeod, licensed through Creative Commons. Follow us on all the things at Eat the Press, mm-hmm. at Twitter, eatthepress.gmail.com. Tell us what you'd like to hear us talk about. Tell us who you'd like to have on the show. Tell us hi. Yes, just say hi. Hey, good app, guys. Good app. You can even do that. Good app. All right. Until next time, Jay. See you next week. <laughs>